Well, good afternoon and welcome to Business Today with the MBA. I'm your host, Karen Torres, Executive Editor of the Manufacturer and Business Association Business Magazine. And I'm excited to welcome today's guest to our studio, Paul Wojtek, Chief Executive Officer and Chief Financial Officer of Erie Waterworks. Glad you could be here, Paul. Good morning, Karen. Good to be with you. Well, we know utilities such as water, electricity, and gas are essential services that play a vital role in economic growth and development. And today, Paul is here to provide an update on Erie Waterworks' commitment to operate, maintain, and rehabilitate the water system for the Erie region. But before we get started, Paul, can you tell us a little bit about your experience and your career at Erie Waterworks? Yeah, Karen, I, um, I'm in my 25th year. December 14th, I'll be celebrating my 25th anniversary. I came up uh, from Pittsburgh as the finance director in 2003, then I was promoted to CEO, and we inherited a really good staff of people and added to that staff over the years. We have a great team here that uh, has Erie and the water system, and it's, you know, it's a top priority, a safe, reliable uh, water supply for our customers, both commercial and residential, and hopefully then also able to support any economic development issues or initiatives in the future. Well, congratulations on 25 years. You and your team are doing a great thing. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the history when you're talking about what you inherited. The Erie Waterworks assumed operations of the Erie Water Systems back in 1992. It was January 1st. But the history dates back to 1815. And I don't think a lot of people know that in the incorporation in 1865. So tell us a little bit more about the history of Erie Waterworks. Yeah, I guess it was a city department for a while. It was run by the Erie uh, Water Commissioners. People go to Presque Isle. They have the, you know, the Erie Erie Waterworks Park. I guess they just call it Waterworks Park. There was a very rich history of providing water to the people in Erie. Actually, the Chestnut Water Treatment Plant here at the foot of Chestnut on the Bayfront Highway was probably one of the first five filtration plants ever built in the United States in response to some cholera outbreak that the uh, city was experiencing back in the early 1900s. So with the filtration system built, you know, 1910, I think it was completed. You know, that building's a little over 110 years old. If you come down the Bayfront, you can still see it. And over the years, it's migrated into, you know, a world-class water system with the addition of the membrane system down at the, the Richard S. Wazileski water treatment plant which is located uh, just by Tracy School over Mill Creek Township to support the needs of our customers, residents, you know, over 63,000 customers, over 220,000 people are served from these uh, two systems. So, you know, it kind of gone from a early uh, Browns farm where there was a person uh, carrying water, hauling water on the back of a horse-drawn buggy to now a state-of-the-art membrane filtration system that puts out the best water you can possibly get from a, a public water supplier. Well, and let's talk about that. Let's talk about the part about potable water is essential to economic growth and development, as we know. So please explain that. It has grown. It has, you put millions of dollars into this system. Tell us a little bit more. You know, water is is definitely something that's been getting a lot more attention lately. Unfortunately, the attention was drawn a little bit from the Flint crisis, Flint water crisis, a little bit now uh, with Jackson, Mississippi, and people started realizing the importance of good, clean water. And high quality, drinkable, on demand, you know, I always say if you turn on your spigot and it comes out, we're doing our job. And it's safe to drink, right? Yes. Um, but that's that's essential for quality of life, to support business, you know, any any type of business that might be high water intense. 
microbreweries. I mean, if anybody's a beer drinker out there, you know, no water, no beer, right? And then also one of the factions that kind of goes unnoticed is the public water supply. And it's the public fire, fire protection system. You know, you drive down the street, you see those fire hydrants, you know, water doesn't get there magically. That's all, it's a big part of what we do at the Erie Waterworks from a quantity perspective is that when those firemen turn on that hydrant in a time of an emergency, they're going to get an ample supply of water to, to hopefully douse the fire. And, you know, we're seeing fires everywhere now. We're not out in the forest or anything where you're seeing the Canada smoke coming down into Erie. But um, we do take great pride in, in that aspect of our operations. And, and quite frankly, um, the city of Erie received the second highest grading of their fire system. And a big part of that was actually the water on demand, being able to have, you know, thousands of gallons on demand. And that's why you see the storage tanks everywhere. That's a little unknown part of what the water system uh, does provide for, for our community. And Paul, I think a lot of people don't know exactly how large your operations are in terms of facilities, employees, the governance. That's a whole other aspect of it. So tell us more about that. Yeah, we, we service a number of communities. You know, it's Erie Waterworks, but we provide water service to Erie, Mill Creek, Lawrence Park, Harbor Creek, Wesleyville, parts of Summit, and McCain Township, McCain Borough. And then we also have inter-system connections with Fairview Township and, and the, the majority of Summit Township then. So all in all, we provide direct water service to about 220,000 people, but then we, we provide bulk water service to these two bulk water take points, or not two, there's a couple more than that, but um, two communities, Fairview and Summit, and it probably pushes us up to about 230 to 240,000 people are serviced every day from the Erie Waterworks. In terms of your operations too, because the Water Authority does oversee it, it's in terms of governments, tell us a little bit about that. And also in terms of facilities, how much is covered? There's 775 miles of underground yeah. pipe, I understand. If you could tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, 775 miles, probably, you know, every year it gets bigger, right? We keep adding on. It's probably from the time we talked first, it's probably up to 780 by now. <laughs> we expand yep. a little bit, uh, a little bit more. You know, we have a number of uh, tanks. You see about in the high elevation, the Sigsby Reservoir, you know, right on 26th Street and Sigsby there with the, with the cool caretaker house. A lot of people don't know what that is, but that sits on the front of a 33 million gallon in-ground reservoir. We have the Davis Avenue Reservoir. We have the Johnson Reservoir, Cherry Street Reservoirs. Those are in-ground. People really don't notice those. But then the above ground tanks that you see, you know, the, probably the most uh, well-known is the Cool Road tank that's up there south of 90. That's our highest tank. And, you know, over, over the years since uh, 1992, we actually have invested almost $400 million into revitalizing and, and rebuilding the system. And now when there was a time when, you know, so much water was lost and, and when we say lost, meaning yeah, you pump it before it got to anybody's meter, it was lost in the system through leaks and leaking reservoirs and leaking tanks and things. We now have about a 60% excess capacity. So when I mentioned earlier about being able to meet future economic needs, economic development needs, when we say 60% excess capacity, the water that we can produce, only about 40% of that is we're actually pumping it out into our systems. We still have pumping and treatment capabilities for another 60%. Should there be growth, you know, that uh, that would require water. We're standing here ready and able to uh, to meet those needs. Well, and talking about meeting those needs, because in order to guarantee safe, uninterrupted, reasonably priced water supplies, which assures 
public health, you have to continuously update, evaluate your infrastructure and technology. So tell us a little bit more about the latest upgrades, the investments, and what we have to look forward to. Yeah, so we, we like I said, we put about $400 million into the system since 1992. Our biggest investment easily was the Richard S. Wazowski Water Treatment Plant, which was, by the way, was named after my former chairman of the board who was involved in the water system for over 50 years here in Erie. A local local person that went off to the army, got the GI Bill, came back as an engineer, started working his way through and eventually was the director of the water department for the city of Erie. And then for a short time when the authority was created, Erie Waterworks now we go by as Erie Waterworks. Uh, he was there for a couple of years and then he served as chairman of the board for 10 years. So, you know, long history there with him. But um, uh, we have that is probably a little over $100 million went into that plant to provide this high quality water. But there's a lot of investment that was done in, in my 25 years now. It's kind of funny. Uh, we're starting to do things that we did right when I started because they got about a 25 to 30 year life. A lot of a lot of the things we're doing, and you know, pumps. You know, pipes might have 50 year lives, but the pumps in that 20 to 25. And so I'm starting. I'm kind of in that process of redoing it. We kind of call it. Uh, we're, we're transitioning into a maintenance mode. We've gotten everything where we need it. Okay, we invested a ton of money. Now we're getting into maintaining those facilities, maintaining that infrastructure going into the future. You know, so the, the heavy lifting has been completed. But now we're in we're in kind of a, a maintenance mode. But a big project that's going on right now, Karen, is the lead line removal project. Uh, you know, lead lines. We're getting a lot of uh, a lot of publicity, a lot of attention in the public. Erie Waterworks, because we were prepared, we had been doing these proactively for the last 20 years. When the money became available, then from the federal government down through the state organization that dispensed the money, dispersed the money, we were prepared to accept it. So now we've uh, we've received a six six and a half million dollar grant. Then we've received eighteen million dollars, of which fourteen was grant and four million was a one percent loan. And we just found out on Friday, uh, this past Friday, that we received another six million dollars, of which a little over four point one was grant and one point nine, almost one point nine was a one percent loan. We believe we're already in the process of applying for the fourth round, which we believe will. Put us in a position to eliminate any source of lead in our system. You know, we have a very good program to keep lead from getting into the water. We've never had a positive lead sample since 1996. However, no lead is good lead. And if the federal government wants to help us along that uh, path, we're more than happy to take the money and, uh, and get any potential source of lead out of the system, which again makes the, the water much more safe for our customers. You and your team should be very proud of all the work that you've done and what's ahead. Yeah, that's a big team effort. It's a big undertaking. Uh, matter of fact, we probably have four different sets of crews working on those right now. We had a, you know, just because of the rules and the stuff that go along with that grant money, we have to use third party contractors. So we have, I think, three or four different teams out there working to replace these lead lines all at the same time, which is a lot more efficient than, you know, we would have one, one team internally when we were doing it. Uh, it would have taken us a little bit longer now with the three or four. And at some point, it might be five or six teams. You know, we, we'll get through that problem very quickly. And again, uh, we'll continue to use our treatment process to keep the lead from leaching into the water without getting too technical. But once that happens, we'll still use it, but it won't be as uh, necessary once you get all that lead line, uh, lead piping out of the system. Well, that's a lot of great information, Paul, and I appreciate you coming and talking and sharing that with our listeners. 
And if you'd like to learn more about Erie Waterworks and what's happening with them, please check out the August issue of the MBA Business Magazine at mbabizmag.com, or you can always visit the Erie Waterworks website at eriewater.org. This is Karen Torres from Business Today with the MBA. Have a great afternoon.